Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rayma's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on this beautiful November day here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at the Rayma Podcast Studio. It, uh, it's a beautiful day in Granny's Attic. Yeah, Granny's Attic. Falls yeah. in the air. Campus is buzzing. We've got uh, final exams for all the students, and the men's conference starts tonight. Yeah, that's, it's, it's actually the very end of term one um, here in the, I guess we're the 2021-2022 school year. And then men's conference is going to um, start tonight as we're recording the podcast. Um, today actually is November the 4th that we're recording um, this podcast. You know, we would like to hear from you. And if you'll just, um, if you want to send us an email, you can email us at rhema podcast, sorry, podcast at rhema.org, podcast at rhema.org, rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A. Or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram at Rama Podcast. And of course, we still have, we're still trying to get Doug Jones. D Jones at Rama.org. Yes, Doug Jones, um, probably most people's favorite teacher, has told us he doesn't want to be on the podcast. And so, so please email him, yeah. call tell him, him. Tell him you're homicidal, suicidal, something. If he don't come on the podcast, it ain't going to be good. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a great week. Yeah, especially for the Republicans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm liking Virginia better all the ever, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty awesome. What, mm. what happened this week? Yep. Anyway, so today on the podcast, um, we, we have one of our own, um, Roy Cog- Cogshaw. Um, he graduated from Rayma. What year did you graduate, Rayma? Nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six. And and Roy is a businessman as well, well as a minister. Um, you know, he has a, a couple of auto mechanics um, places here in. Tulsa Broken Arrow, the, the garage, and RC Auto Specialist, I guess is what you call it, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. So, Roy, it's good to have you on the program. You know, just kind of want to hear what we call your Rama story. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe you were three when you started heard about our ministry, <laughs> or, or, or maybe you're heathen most of your life. But, you know, how did you first hear about Kenneth Ministries and, and Rama and things like that, or, or did you? Well, I was uh, probably 19 or 20, and— uh, out of high school, working, uh, working a job, and uh, not doing so well spiritually. Uh, I was a Christian, but you would have had to ask me. You, wouldn't have t- you couldn't have told by the way my actions were. But my mom uh, started listening to Brother Hagen on the radio, and uh, it changed our life through her. So she learned to speak the Word. She learned to pray. So one day, she asked me if I'd ever thought about going to Bible school, and I literally laughed out loud at her, and I said, Right. You're right. Yeah, Mom, I'm going to go to Bible school. You bet. Well, never underestimate the power of her mom's prayers. So I was uh, working down in uh, Mathis, Texas, close to Corpus Christi at a dealer uh, working on cars. And I was just flat miserable. So I was out just walking uh, one evening, and the Lord basically just dropped that in my heart. I went from laughing in my mom's face to that's all I could think about doing. And so I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost in me that— led me up to Rama, so it took me about four months to shut everything down I was doing and uh, get up to uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And so... Uh, now, now, let me ask this question. When, whenever you first, you know, we came to Rama, I mean, did you plan to go into ministry or you have any, any clue or just want to come learn more about the Bible? You know, all I can tell you is I just had a desire to come up here and go to Rama. I, um, like uh, I was talking to a young man, he's, he was... Uh, worried about not knowing what he wanted to do. I said, well, I'm 61. I still don't know what I'm going to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, I, I just 
all I had in my heart was to get up here and do it. And my mom said later, she said uh, she felt like she had a hold of one arm. The devil had all the other one for about five years. And then she could relax a little bit once I got up here. <laughs> and so uh, I began school and uh, just uh, there's so much I learned. And I don't even know. Uh, I know that the, the spirit of faith, I caught that while I was here. And uh, it changed my life. Uh, a lot of the relationships I still have today were, were, were began here in 1984, 85, 86 at school and at church and uh, with your family. Um, and still today, uh, they're a great blessing to us and an inspiration to us. Uh, Craig's parents, uh, uh, Ken and Lynette Hagen, uh, man, I'm telling you, they're, I have the honor just to, just to know them on a personal basis and to watch uh, the, them live their lives and watch them not quit and watch them work tirelessly. Uh, they outwork anybody. Well, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> like a machine. That's right, and they're they're an inspiration to me. And so, a lot of times, uh, I'll be thinking I'm tired, and then I'll remember them. I go, I better not let that come out of my <laughs> mouth, you know. So, anyway, so I, I went to Rama, and um, I, I my goal was to just come two years and do school and move back. So I stayed here um, another twenty something years after that, and uh, <laughs> and. We did family. I, I married my wife, brought her back up here. She was from Texas. And she went to Rama in 1987. And then we had a couple kids, and she finished her second year in 1993. And uh, she was a. Uh, so she uh, that's, that's the year I graduated from Rama, 93. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been a good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was uh, just a, 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 she was a Methodist girl, and all this was pretty strange to her. So I, I remember we were in camp meeting that year, that summer, uh, trying to figure out where we could go to church, where we could both live with it. And, uh, <laughs> and she, uh, Brother Hagan talked about clapping is not worship nor praise. And she really liked that. So, <laughs> so, so we started going to Rhema. And, uh, of course, we were there from 1985 or 86 till, uh, you know, if we're in town, this is where we go today, you know. So what a great blessing uh, this ministry has been in the, in the Hagen family. Wow. We actually got to take meals to Brother Hagen um, uh, the last few years of his life, uh, and that was a great honor. And uh, our kids would just, uh, they're just kids, you know, and, and I was telling them, hey, this is pretty cool. They go, it's just Brother Hagen. I said, well, you don't really know how cool this is, but that's why he liked us being over there because he didn't act weird. But, yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've had some great honors and some great things happen to us, and it was all tied to us coming here. It was a paradigm shift in the direction of my life, and, uh, and there's no telling where I'd be without Rama. Um, I, I have no idea. I don't want to think about it. I, I was on a really wrong course going the wrong way. Yeah, so, so now you, when you came to Rama, you were already in auto mechanics, um, correct? You said correct. you worked in a dealership, uh -huh. and yeah. then you know, obviously you worked at a dealership here in Tulsa for quite a while. Um, yeah, I had 23 years tenure. Yeah. Yeah, so, so um, what are the, some things, you know, uh, that you learned at Rama that's actually helped you in your business? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, obviously um, a lot of people think, well, I'm coming to Rama to, to learn stuff to help me in ministry. But, right. but you know, I know of talking to you that there are a lot of things you learned at Rama that – helps you in your business as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the spirit of faith, uh, if you're going to do anything, there's going to be opposition and there's going to be uh, wanting to quit and there's going to be, uh, you have to learn how to fight a good fight. One of the things that you, it's caught as much as taught here is uh, Pastor Hagen, I cannot be defeated, I will not quit. That doesn't sound very spiritual, but it actually really is because you can't get anything done without that. 
anybody uh, spiritually or naturally, if they've done anything, they've had to pass quit. So that got in my spirit. I, I, I do not quit. So many times during tests and trials and uh, just stuff happening that you don't like, um, I'll start out with, well, I may not know what I'm going to do, but I, I'm going to begin with what I know I'm not going to do. I will not quit. I've actually been going down the road and uh, uh, with unrelenting pressure and actually hollered out there wasn't anybody in the car. I don't want anybody to think I'm weird. <laughs> I said, look, I don't know who you are, or what you are, but you're not big enough or bad enough to make me quit. You can't do it. And that saying that um, actually made the situation change. So I got that here at Raymond. The two principles I think that um, makes Christians from a victim to a victor or the principles that uh, were the two things I got from Rama was the authority of the believer and how to be led by the Spirit of God. Those two yeah, subjects yeah. have uh, impacted my life, and I use them, uh, I would say, daily. Um, I've got business decisions. I've got things to do. And I'll do the natural. I'll get all the natural things, right? Proverbs says in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. But then I'll lay it all out and let the final decision be, uh, how, I, how he's leading me. And, uh, I don't hear voices. Uh, the, the, it's an inward witness, the voice of my conscience, you might say that, but it has gotten me through so many things and looking backwards, I didn't know I was in a minefield and he navigated me through it. And we've got through some, some challenges and those principles are in me. They're part of me. And so I always default back to the basic principles I learned here. And I've gotten through a lot of tests and trials, uh, and total complete victory, and I'm so thankful. Yeah, now I'm, I'm assuming. So you said your mom probably got a hold, or talk, found about Rainbow through the books or through the radio. Through the, uh, uh, radio. the radio, yeah, the radio. Sure. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the easiest ways to find out more about Rama, you know, now in today's generation, is to go to rbtc.org, RamaBibleTrainingCollege.org, and if you'll just go there, there's plenty of information about Rama about. What it is, Rhema's a two-year school with a third-year option, actually third or fourth-year option, and um, you know you can find more more about Rhema. And if you'll just go to rbtc.org, rbtc.org, and you'll give us your name and your your email, we'll have one of our student ambassadors um, get get in touch with you and give you more information, talk to you about Rhema, and also try to schedule an appointment. You know, either whether you feel you're just called to the ministry, or you feel you just want to learn more about the Bible. Or maybe you just want to come to a red state that's that's very few, free. Hey. I mean, we have a lot of people actually here in, in that have moved to are moving to Tulsa from California, some other states um, here recently. I, I mean, everybody's trying to get away from Brandon. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, rbtc.org. So you know, Roy, obviously, um, you know, so you came here, and then so your 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 wife. Um, was, was still in Texas then, right? At, I mean, or your girlfriend at the time, but, you know. And so so how, how did you – you said she was Methodist. How did you convince her to come to, to Rhema? Interesting story. <laughs> um, I gave her the book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, and she read it. Mm -hmm. And there was a, um, a boyfriend that wasn't finished yet that moved away, and it, his name came up one too many times. And I said, hey, you need to get on an airplane – he was out, they lived in California, and go figure this out, because <laughs> I'm tired of hearing about him. But she was reading the book on the flight out there, so she was getting in tune with what the Lord was telling her through her spirit. So it's supposed to have been a five-day trip. The second day, she got a plane ticket 
uh, mm-hmm. came, came back, back, and that was the end of it. So then um, she wanted to go to Rama, but it was past the deadline to register. And so she was flying on an airplane, and your parents were on the airplane, and, <laughs> and Tony Cook. And so she just goes up and strikes up a conversation and because uh, she recognized them yeah. from – uh, from the camp meeting, and I don't know where she'd seen them. But anyway, so um, when I go to pick her up, I see her walking down the the corridor in the airport with uh, with Pastor Hagen and uh, Miss Lynette and uh, Tony Cook and her. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you have to tell me this story. So um, she said, well, I was thinking about going to Raymond, but it's, but it's past time. And uh, Mrs. Hagen go, no, it's not too late. So I said, honey, if you don't see that as a, a voice from God to go to Rhema, I don't know what would. So that's how she got to Rhema. That's all. Wow, that, that's divine. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So I was so thankful for that. I mean, that's, that's an incredible story. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that story. I, I mean, so so that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, you know, I, I guess that was really being led by the Spirit. I mean, just be on the right airplane at the right time. Exactly, you know, exactly. You know, meeting the right people. You might have been being led to tell her to go to California. <laughs> I may have been. to go to California been. and come back to meet the Hagen. <laughs> I may have been. I may have been. Yeah. Oh, that's, am- that's amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, you know, you, you came to Raymond. And now you, you were still working at the dealership for, for quite a while. And how did you make that, that step to, to, to buy your, your first some? Um, business i mean when you was working for the dealerships here that's when ford owned them all wasn't it yeah i, I worked for ford yeah. um on fords and at a lincoln mercury dealer also so um i started sensing a change coming now i had um the same job i hadn't changed jobs for 23 years mm. and um i've been to the same church 20 something years and married the same woman 34 years so i don't i don't change often and so uh, for about a year, I knew change was coming. And then uh, I uh, usually take a little bit of time at the beginning of the year to make sure I'm still on track with what I'm doing. And then I'll just run the year and do it. And I knew it, was, it, was, it wasn't getting close. It was time. And so, I, I, again, the principles of how to be led by the Spirit of God that, that I learned from Brother Hagen and from Rama. Um, I, I read the book again. I've read that book. I can't tell you how many times or, or how many copies I've given people that have a weighty decision to make. And it always helps them. So um, I s- started praying, and I knew it was time. So I said, "All right, I'm 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 uh, I'm confused because I heard somebody say that if you're supposed to do something, there'll be this driving passion, or you you have to do it." Well, that I don't I don't doubt that was true for them, and that was a true experience for them. But it's not in the Word, right? And so I was, I said, well, you know, I, I've been working on cars for 23 years. Um, it's obvious what I know the best to do, but I don't have a driving passion, so that couldn't be it. So I'm sitting in uh, Rainbow Bible Church in my place, volunteering. We ushered. We uh, did New Believers class. We did Sunday school. And uh, so I'm sitting there listening to Pastor Hagen, and um, he was, I don't even know the subject, you know, the, the Spirit of God can can just make it tailor-made to you for what you need. So he said, there's gifts in all of us to be a blessing to us and the body of Christ. He was talking on, on natural gifts that are in us that God put in us. And the Spirit of God inside me said, no, that shop is not your dream, but it's the vehicle to your dream. Yeah. My dream was to help ministers and do ministry stuff and bring an offering, not need to get one. And so 
Um, that right there straightened me out. The confusion was gone. Now I could go forward in faith. And so there's several other steps of finding the building and things like that that were, again, I, so now I'm looking for a building. I know it's time to do it. I know what I'm supposed to do. Again, I heard somebody say they walked into a building and heard the angels sing or something spectacular. <laughs> and he didn't say he's going to lead me that way. He said a still, small voice. It's not spectacular. Matter of fact, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they don't follow. So obviously it's normal. Yeah. The sheep's, the shepherd's voice is normal. Right? So we yeah. want, we're looking for something spectacular and we miss the supernatural. Yeah, that's what Brother Higgins always said. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's where I got that. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, I'm praying about it. And uh, one of the things Jesus said the Holy Spirit would do is said he would uh, guide you in all truth, bring my words to you as you need them and show you things to come. So he brought a verse to me, uh, Ecclesiastes 11, 4. He who and I'm looking, looking, looking for this spectacular leading, walked into buildings, nothing, nothing. I said, Lord, I'm not getting any guidance in the. Uh, I got quiet, you know, we'll do our own thing for a while and then we'll get frustrated enough to actually check in with him and spend a little time. And uh, he, he reminded me of Ecclesiastes eleven four, which was basically his guidance. He said, he who waits for perfect weather never plants and he who regards the, the clouds and the wind never harvests. So to me, it's you're not going to find the perfect place. Just get a building, and get started. So I said, all right. So Jill and I were driving around. We found a building and we just started uh, trying to lease it. That fell through, but we got to the building that we are currently in and still there um, by starting. And, and he can steer something that's moving, even if you're going the wrong way, a lot easier than something that's sitting still. And so, again, that how to be led by the Spirit of God, how to listen to your spirit. Uh, again, I, I use it daily, the, those principles that I learned here at Rhema. I use them today. And, you know, talking about, you know, a faith walk, of course, you know, here at the ministry, you know, my grandfather is, is known as the father of the modern-day faith, you know, and, um, you know, we learn faith here at Rama, and obviously going from a mechanic to starting your own business, I mean, that, that was a step of faith. I mean, that's, you know, you know a lot of people, you know, are, are interested in, in starting a business, but, you know, like I said, knowing how to do it or when to do it or, you know, or what to do is, is always a question people always ask. But like you're saying, we follow the leading of the Spirit. You know, there's, there's not always, sometimes, like I said, people are waiting for some kind of, you know, something to hit them on top of the head, some kind of angelic being to, to show up in the middle of the night and thus saith the Lord, go start your business or whatever. But sometimes it's just, a, you know, the step of faith, you know, God leads us, you know, one step at a time. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure doors opened, um, you know, and he started. Yes, exactly. Um, it was uh, one step at a time, like you said. Um, I had no training in business. Uh, I mean, that's that's the bad thing about being a mechanic. It's not like you like well studied business because you're right. just working well, on cars. I mean, you a lot know, different when your name's the one at the bottom of the check. Yeah. That's yeah. What is there anything left? You might get paid. You know? <laughs> but it was um, it was a lot of different factors in there. But I, uh, ultimately, I, I knew I was supposed to do it. And so, um, and there's kind of an adrenaline rush at the first. So the first three years I worked uh, six days a week and many times till 11 o'clock at night, but it was, I was going and it was exciting. And then about the time you don't have to do it anymore, you don't have the strength to do it anymore. But um, I could have read a book that would have made my life a lot easier on on the natural side. Yeah. Spiritual side, I, I was attending a great church and attended a great school. So I was so in 
and giving, and, and that allowed God to bless me in spite of my ignorance on the business side, which I'm not saying be ignorant. I'm saying you should probably take a couple classes and be yeah. led by the Spirit and not yeah. quit and then step out. But, you know, he just had mercy on me on the first shop. The second shop ate a hole in me. And <laughs> yeah, I that, watched that. That was like a breech birth. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It, it ate a quarter of a million dollar hole after I purchased the, the building. So that was a whole other story. I don't know if we have time. I can tell it if you're nah, you, you can go. I mean, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, yeah. you, know, you know, once they get something successful, they're like, hey, let's do it again. And right. So, so tell us how that worked okay. for you. <laughs> well, the first one, he had mercy on me. I was a mechanic running a business, and it was just busy enough that it, it worked. And uh, uh, my dad came and did the accounting and stuff for me. That helped me a lot. And I'm out there just working on, on cars. And then you get a couple employees and, you know, the evolution of, of a business. And I'm uh, seven or eight years down the road, and uh, I was uh, basically a little bored. It was going too good. <laughs> and so I, uh, I was praying, and uh, this opportunity came up. And, um, you know, Darren Smith. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't even officially for sale. It was just through the grapevine of the parts guys and the tool men that, hey, uh, this guy might be selling his business. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go look at it. So I sit down and talk to him, and he had a, a, a pretty big number on that building. And I said, well, uh, you know, I enjoy talking to you. That's just more than I want to spend. And so he came back with a counter offer, and I said, uh, well, it's closer. And then I, I got his books and took it to the banker. I said, you know, there's no sense us even talking about it if I can't you know, get financed. So let me go do that. And I'm just going through the steps. Uh, a lot of times if I'm uh, in my uh, projects, I'll, I'll just begin the steps and kind of check on the inside, uh, you know, how it seems. And I know that Brother Hagan said a lot of times, he said, I go as much by what he doesn't say as what he, he does, does say. say yep. And then he said his nose are stronger than his goes. And for me, it, uh, a lot of times if I'm missing it, I pretty much know I'm missing it. And a lot of things have turned out really great. I didn't think I was getting anything, but I wasn't getting a, a no. no. So I just started walking it out. And so we, we, uh, I took the books to the banker and asked him, uh, what could I borrow where wherever this business is producing net cash would cover all expenses? And he gave me that number. So I, I told Darren and Freddie, this is all I, I can pay. I'm not going to pay anymore just because I don't want to take money out of my other one to make this go. So anyway, we came to an agreement, and I got the building and uh, got a great deal, and all was well. And, and then it just immediately started eating money, um, eating money, eating money. Just uh, It was a really bad business plan, the, the uh, business I inherited. And nor was I a businessman to turn it around. So I'm just hoping and thinking it's just going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. year goes by. Two years go by. I hit all my total of my savings I dumped in it, my lines of credit, $250,000 in the hole. Something about that number. It's <laughs> 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 like, well, guys, you better put your big boy pants on for this one. And to some people, that's nothing. Other people, To me, it was a lot. And so uh, that event, it seems us humans need an event sometimes to change. We do cycles and habits. And we don't like things happening that break that and make it not work anymore. But actually most of the time it's a good thing. It caused me to change. I had to go look in the mirror and uh, first thing about fixing a problem is properly identifying what the problem really is. Well, all the books I lead, uh, read on leadership, uh, fish swims head first stinks from the head down. What does that mean? Well, everything goes to leadership. 
So I had to go and go, you know, there's thousands of people that could have turned this thing around in three months, just not you. <laughs> and that's truth. Yeah. So I said, I, I better fix it. I got to fix this. So it caused me to change, and I decided to change. And so I got some natural knowledge. I was led supernaturally to get natural knowledge in my vocation. Now, most people go, did you need God to talk to you about that? I'm just telling you where I was at. Evidently. 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 So uh, most people, that's a, that's a strong area for them. Listening to their spirits, the area they need to work on. So I remember Pastor Hagen all the time, he would say it's the natural and the supernatural together that makes an explosive force for God. And you could say that in business, doing things naturally right and spiritually right will bring you success. So I wasn't doing the natural right. I, I knew how to work on cars. I didn't know how to run a business that worked on cars. And there is a difference, and I found that out. So I, um, I changed. I humbled myself and go, well, I'm the problem, so now i got to fix Roy. So I got a, a business coach. I read books now. That's amazing, <laughs> right? That's, that's amazing. And I so, increased, so, increased so do you actually knowledge. read them or do you do, do the, no, the, no, the no. audible voice? Uh, both, yeah. both. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, a lot of the times I'm trying to get some knowledge, both spiritually and naturally daily to increase my potential for God to use me. And so that business, um, turned around pretty quick. Uh, we, at that point it was gross sales were about 600,000 a year. And of course it was eating about 80,000 a year. So it should have been, you know, 800, but anyway, we got to, uh, a million, then a million three, and this year we're tracking to about 1.7. And so it's turned into a great blessing for us. Paid everything back, zeroed everything. You know, God can, um, Brother Hagen used to say, he can get way behind, get caught up in a hurry, you know. Mm, so yeah. And so that happened for us. So it turned into a great blessing, and it caused me to change. So now the knowledge I had to get because of the situation, it's James 1, the trying of your faith, work with patience, patience after it's finished, makes you entire lacking nothing. And then I had to do that next part. If any man lack wisdom, <laughs> let him ask of God. And so the wisdom of God was go learn how to run a business. You know how to work on a car. You're not doing that anymore. You need to run this business. And so that's what I did. And, and so now uh, I'm looking for a third. And it's opened up some things in some other arenas that it would never happened if I hadn't had to change. So people in a struggle right now, um, everybody I know naturally, spiritually, that's done anything of any significance, they can tell you about the times they had to pass quit. Yeah. And, of course, it's, it's interesting. We have uh, all this armor of God and faith and a sword, and, but we just go, why, why, is all this, why am I in this fight? Well, I think you're going to be in a fight. And so we need to know the, our, our tools. You know, That's another thing we learned here at Rhema was the authority of the believer. So, again, I don't hear voices, but God basically let me know that he put me over it. I can have it my way. Yeah. And uh, – so if you don't want to fix it, don't fix it. Because I'm thinking there's some kind of, um, again, he, he, he get put me over it. So he let, he'll let me tank it or he'll let me be successful. There you go. And so it put it back on me, and so now I had to change. Yeah, and, and I think that's where we, you know, as Christians need to understand all things are not just spiritual because – I was talking to the person just yesterday about some, you know, they're taking their spiritual authority and they're claiming it and they're naming it and they're all the kind of things. And, and I'm, I'm like, well, good, you know, it, it might happen, but, but I know that they need to make some changes on the way they run their business. And, and, and 
you know, you do got to advertise. I mean, people kind of know you're there, you know, and, you know, got to have good location. Got There's all kinds of things that, that you, you have to, to know um, to, to run a business. I mean, you know, you know, they're just thinking, well, if I just claim it enough, God's going to, you know, because my God's so awesome, he's, he's going to bless me. You know? <laughs> but they wasn't just all about spiritual. It's about putting into practice. And like I said, I think that's so important. Dad's statement, the natural and the supernatural working together, making us both a force for God. And, you know, I even believe the same thing about, about finances. If we're really, if we're believing God for finances and we have opportunities to, to make extra money or, or, you know, we should take it. I mean, you know, you know, that, that's God giving us an opportunity to, to, to have more, you know, finances. And so a lot of times people are, it's all about the spiritual side or all about their natural side, but, but we have to bring them both together. And, you know, like I said, it's one thing to work on cars and another thing to run a business. And, and a lot of people that they want to, you know, every, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur now and everyone wants to start a business, but you got to know something about business to start a business. I mean, that is one of the reasons that I have an accounting degree from Oklahoma State University because my mama told me, well, if you're going to really help us here at the ministry, we want you to go get a business degree. We want you to learn more about business. Now, honestly, I don't know what, what I learned in, in Oklahoma State <laughs> University that's, that's really helping me today, but um, I learned business, you know, management skills and, you know, money skills, I guess. And, but the, the thing I use the most probably is marketing, but marketing has changed since I graduated from sure. college. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing, too, is, is staying in touch with marketing. Where's your clientele? And, and um, you know, knowing those kind of things because, you know, as, as technology changes there's also using technology for our benefit and i think the same thing goes if if i'm going to go pastor a church you know some people think if i just open up a church people are going to show up but i mean you know once again there is marketing there is management there is you know running a church is like running a business and and if you if you don't have those business skills and that's why it's important to get a hold of you know some some business books and and some you know, sometimes we read books that's about, about our own self, but we need to understand how to run a business, what to do, and as I said getting involved in, like I said, you got involved in a business coach, um, Clay Clark. I mean, you know, throw him out. He's my, my, my friend, too. Um, you can go to his, his website, thrivetimeshow.com, um, you know, find out more about Clay. Um, great guy. do a lot of podcasts with him, and um, he's helped a lot of people. Yes, he has. A lot, and, and, you know, his goal actually helped Christian businesses, not just, not just any old business. Absolutely, and, yes. You know, he said, I said if, if, they don't, if they don't, you know, line up with, with, with my goals, you know, spiritually, I, I can't help them. So, you know, I think that's, that's awesome. That, you know, I'm yeah. sure there's other Christian business coaches like that out there, but I think that's, that's awesome. And, and, and I know that, um, you know, yourself and, and other, other ones that, that um, you know, you have a mindset that you want to, you want to, you know, earn money so you can support the kingdom of God. And that's, that's an awesome thing as well. Amen. You know, it's what, you know, maybe you're out there and, and you're saying, well, you know, I just want to learn more about the Bible. I, I, don't, I don't know how to be led by the Spirit. I haven't learned about the believer's story. Obviously, you can get a hold of the books. But you know what? There's just something about taking two years out of your life and to come to Rama Bible Training College. I don't care if you're 18. I don't care if you're 28, 38, 48, 58, or 88. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're, you're, it's, you're never too old to come to Rama Bible Training College to come train and, and learn ab- about the things of God. Or maybe you feel called to the ministry. You know, it's, it's a great place to go. rbtc.org. If you'll just go there, go to the website, find more information about Rama. Give us your your email and your phone number and we'll we'll get back with you and we'll tell you more about rama and maybe set up a a, a, a a tour to come and visit us here 
on the Rama campus. Well, Roy, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to hear from our Rama graduates who are, who are not just in ministry, but also in business as well. I know we had our friend Aaron Antis, you know, and, and he actually, he, his statement was, he goes, you know, what, what do you say about two years of, you know, he goes, he can, never can hurt anybody to come two yeah. years of Rama, yeah. you know, and take two years out of your life, your life to, to come to Rama to learn more about, about the word. Well, thank you for joining with us today. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're um, happy to hear about you know, what's going on and can't wait to hear about your third business that you're going to be starting. You know, you already announced it right here on the podcast. So, so we're, we're, we're waiting to hear about that. Amen. Well, here at Rama, we're bringing hope, hope help, and healing to the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a great day.